What is up? Welcome in to the Easy Smoke and the GM Podcast. I'm Ezra McCann, and I'm joined as always by my co-hosts, Simeon Legend, Grambling State Legend. He played second base there. He was all swag. Brandon Williams, a.k.a. Coach Smoke. And we've got the NFL Draft Guru, the draft enthusiast, the man that knows what he's talking about. He's Glenn Morgan. He's our GM. Fellas, how you guys doing? Doing good. Doing good. Doing fantastic. Green Bay is not doing well. Super Bowl. There we go. It is. It is good. We are recording. We are recording after Championship Sunday, and we are all set. Super Bowl Fifty Five. Two weeks from today, it will be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the Kansas City Chiefs. The Goat versus the Kid, and uh, that's because I'm I'm looking forward to it. That's going to be a good game. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. I like the way you set that up, the GOAT versus the kid, because this matchup is, to me, what I think we're going to see, a true passing of the guard. <laughs> wow. We're going to see the GOAT go against his predecessor. And I think we've never seen a matchup of such ever in sports where you got who everyone considers to be the GOAT for the most part versus who everyone believes will eventually be the GOAT. Like, like this is like LeBron faces Jordan. Like, if you really, like, think about it, I'm excited. I'm excited to see it. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty interesting. I mean, you know, in fairness to Mahomes and the Chiefs, if it wasn't for, you know, uh, I don't know if it was controversial, but for, you know, a call, defensive penalty against the Chiefs, this might be three in a row. And he would have already beaten Brady to get to the Super Bowl. Um, so this is kind of a rematch of you stole my chance to get to Super Bowl, <laughs> you know. Oh, you talk, you're talking about uh, the AFC Championship game. And, yeah. Right, right. Okay. Okay. Yeah, and uh, I think that's cool. So I, so now we get to see them actually in the Super Bowl, not just the AFC mm-hmm. Championship, but the actual Super Bowl. And uh, I think it's just fantastic. I was pulling for Andy Reid because I believe, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, he's the first person to go to three – back-to-back-to-back conference championships and did it with two different teams. I don't know if that's ever been done by anybody. Uh, doing, it, doing it twice, yeah. I don't I don't know it to be uh, yeah. to have done either. Yeah, I, I, only person I can think of that might have come close would have been somebody like Lombardi or maybe Shula, but I, I don't think they did that. Not too many other coaches usually bounce between two conferences and have the same kind of success that Andy Reid has had. So I think that's phenomenal in of itself. Um, so there's a lot of stories, a lot of storylines going into Lombardi it. Lombardi wouldn't have done that because he – that was when he was only with one team. No, no, he goes to rescue. He goes to rescue. They didn't. They didn't get to a, to a title game, though. I, I understand. No, that's what I'm saying. I, I I can't think of anybody. I'm just thinking that because he was such a good coach. Plus, he already had championships in hand. The only persons that I can think of who bounced between conferences like that that had any kind of success oh, okay, would have that have made that that might have had any kind of success would have been somebody like Lombardi um, or uh, Shula because. You know, Shula obviously having success with uh, the Colts, and I think at the time they were at the NFL team, and then going with the Dolphins, who were an AFC team by the time um, he got them to the championship glory. So, yeah, it's just you don't see that kind of stuff happen, and uh, I mean that's just that's crazy success, man. Because that's that's really that's almost like you know like a Bulls type kind of thing. You know, you got two different teams, <laughs> you know, that you you're taking to 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 back to back to back type of uh, championship situations. So. Um, now, granted, that being said, you only know, got the Eagles to one Super Bowl, and here at least he got the Chiefs that got to back to back Super Bowl. So there's the difference in that. Plus, he won one, obviously, with the Chiefs. But 
Uh, it's still Andy Reid's system, basically, you know, and Andy Reid's style of play. Uh, it's tweaked. And obviously, he has a uh, a <laughs> a superior talent in Mahomes. I mean, it's just unbelievable what what this young man is able to do. But uh, I, I, like I said, it's just a lot of stories going into it, and I'm not a Brady fan, but I'm all for thumbing the finger at the man. You know, any type of you know, uh, <laughs> you know, administrative people want to say, you know, what did what did Bulls uh, GM Jerry Krause say? It's uh, to, to Jordan. It's like you know, administration wins championships. Yeah, like that. That. organizations, right, right, organizations organizations and you know bill belichick it's like yeah buddy but you forgot you you know you forgot who the straw was that was stirring the drink you may have been pouring some of the drink but you forgot who made that that mix work and uh brady i mean i i just i love the way you just say you know what i'm gonna prove it i'm not gonna speculate i'm not gonna talk about it i'm just gonna go out and do it and he picked his team he picked the team that he chose and i don't care what anybody says someone was trying to argue with me Oh, Buccaneers, they would they would have been there. They were seven and nine team. He didn't take over a bad team. Look, man, they didn't make the playoffs <laughs> last year. Okay. They did not make man. the playoffs last year. And now they are in wait, the wait, Super Bowl. That's not, stop. That's not the same team from last year. It's not. No, I I'm hey, you're preaching to the choir. They added Gronk and they added A B who came mid season. Yes. Like but everyone I'm, else is everyone else was there. And Fournette. And Fournette. Didn't, yeah, they, but, they, didn't they add some defensive pieces? No. Just uh, whoever they drafted. Whoever the they drafted. rookie, Winfield Jr., that was and he was a rookie. Right. Sue was, Sue was there last year. Right. And they uh, lost J, JPP was there. Vita they might have they might have added Vita Vita Baker. Yeah. Yeah. They yeah, did. But they lost them halfway through the season. I, I mean, I mean, basically, dude, what I'm saying is the Buccaneers were not in the playoffs last year. Is my point. So to take a team that's not in the playoffs and to get them to the Super Bowl, not just to a playoff, they got them to a Super Bowl. I, that, 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 that's not easy, man. <laughs> you know, you don't just do at at 55 years of age. I mean, come on, man. Well, let's, let's talk. Let's talk about both games. Let's start with the NFC game. Uh, for me, I thought it. You know, everybody wants to put on the quarterbacks. Um, I thought it came down to coaching, and uh. it came down to two two plays. All right, it came down to uh, in the second quarter, um, Buffalo. I mean, excuse me, I said Buffalo. Uh, Tampa Bay had a, had a fourth and three with uh, how much time left? It was about twenty some seconds 20, left. Twenty maybe. seconds left. The fourth and three. And Arians decide to go for it there. They pick up the first down and then uh, play later. Uh, they get the touchdown pass uh, from Brady to Miller to put them up 21 to uh, 21-10. I thought it was a ballsy, ballsy move. And then you go to the fourth quarter with uh, the Packers down eight. They have a fourth and goal at the five. Seven. At the seven. And they decide, okay, yeah. And they decide to kick a field goal there when they probably should have, in my opinion, they should have gone for it, had the ball to move. If they didn't get it, you got um, you got Tampa Bay pinned back at the at, at their own seven yard line uh, with time to go. You got you you still got to drive down and score a touchdown. I think that's what this game came down to. It came down to coaching, and the better coach won. And Bruce Arians, what you guys think about that? Uh. So, yeah, I definitely see those two plays being huge. They were huge plays. 
huge moments in the game. My only rebuttal on Matt LaFleur was he had his quarterback. Yes, like you said, we put everything emphasis on the quarterback. In the second half, Tom Brady, after after a, after a Green Bay turnover, they scored. The, the uh, Bucks scored their first play of the second half after a turnover. After that, three straight possessions ended with Tom Brady interceptions. Green Bay only got six points off that turn, off those three turnovers. I, with a all-time great quarterback like Aaron Rodgers, going against who you're going against, I think that's going to get underlooked because of the decision LeFleur made not to go for it on that fourth down. But I'm disappointed in Aaron Rodgers not being able to come through more and in, in with his defense getting him opportunity after opportunity after opportunity. Now, I, I do think that play was big, though, with LeFleur not going for it. I thought he would. He didn't. It it, it it it's it's it makes you wonder like, damn, did you lose trust in your quarterback, or or what? I it's kind of tough to say. I definitely think it was a huge play, but I think Rodgers had opportunities that he didn't cash in on as well. Um, I mean, I I think everybody's points valid in that regard. A lot of things to consider. I I, I think for me. I just looked at it as a matter of turnovers and defense. Um, going into this game, I thought Tampa Bay had the better defense. And they showed to me that they did. I mean, it wasn't just the turnovers they forced, and, they, and those were forced turnovers. I mean, Aaron Jones may never play for Green Bay again, but um, those, those were forced turnovers. But on, on top of that, uh, you know, they were pressuring him. They were making yeah. him throw off balance. They are making him throw under duress, and they were getting some sacks. And – I'm like, to me, I'm like, it's a continuation to some degree than what the first game was like. I mean, the first game, they dominated him. He only had like 160 yards. I think he was 0 for – he had zero touchdowns and two interceptions, and he got sacked four times. So, to me, I'm like, uh, Tampa Bay knew how to play him. It was a matter of whether or not Green Bay could overcome that and make the adjustments. And I think they kind of got punched in the mouth, and they weren't used to that this year. They weren't really used to getting punched in the mouth. And I think they thought, like, you know, we got this at home, and uh, we played these guys before, and, you know, they're not going to beat us twice. And it's like, yeah, you can think that, but you need to execute. And I think they just didn't execute mm-hmm. well enough. And as far as Lafleur's decision goes, I mean, he's a conservative kind of kind of coach. So I'm not surprised by that. And I think, you know – you want sometimes people go for these points, you know, and they end up putting themselves out of the game. They were they were still in the game to me. It just have mm-hmm. to their defense just has to make a stop. And like you said, they had several opportunities when Brady just started gifting points away, <laughs> and you know at least opportunities to make points, and they didn't capitalize. And so you have to look at the quarterback, and you know to some degree whatever plays were called, but they were not executing the way they needed to uh, in the second half. They were they they were lucky they weren't getting the, get the doors blown off even yeah, more than what it already was. But you were but you were still in the game at a, at a crucial point. Why you don't take the game out of Aaron Rodgers' hands? Because Aaron Rodgers is, I mean, he, he's up there with Brady and 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 uh, quarterback play, right? I mean, he's True. one of the best talents I've ever seen play. Ever. Certainly, ever. yeah, yeah, he's like you top. You know, you don't take the ball out of his hands. 
Well, I mean, what is he doing with it during the game? I mean, yeah, I, I, he's the guy. If, there, if there's anybody, anybody out there that's going to make something happen on that play is Aaron Rodgers. And if, like I said, if he doesn't, they're pinned back on the seven yard line. You got to, you got to, you got to drive downfield anyway. So but, take but, that chance. Okay, but what? Okay, see, I see it both ways. But what if, what if Lafleur was thinking we we'll we've been struck. We've been struggling offensively. Our defense has been has caused him to. We've held him to three points in the second half defensively. Right. So I'm I'm. What if he's looking at it as we get the points here, we have enough time to get a stop and get the ball back. Okay, I can see. I can see if you were if you were cutting the game to three, right? Or yeah, and if if it was if you were down ten, you were cutting to seven. Okay, I get it. But you're you you're within one score at that point, right? True. So the the three points only gets you to five. You still got to get the ball back and drive downfield. So so why not just just try for it at that point? With with what was it uh, over a little over two minutes to go? And what if, okay you what if okay what if they go for it? They score, fail on a two point. Okay, you got to get the ball back, and you got to drive down and kick a field goal. No matter what, you would have to come down and, and drive down the field anyway, right? Yeah, that's it. it came down so, to that, though. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm saying. So, 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 why not just go for it there? That's a wasted um, opportunity. Yeah. That's why I say I can see it both ways. On, hey, on, in my hey, eyes, hey. I mean, I know it's going. The popular thing is going to be that he should have went for it, but, but. Each scenario that that I just gave and you just gave could could have happened. Hey, I know this much. Uh, number twelve wasn't too happy with that with that call. Which you know what? He shouldn't be happy with the way he played either. You know what? I mean, they didn't. That 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 wasn't where they lost the game. He shouldn't be happy with Aaron Jones fumbling the ball twice. He shouldn't be happy with him throwing some of the passes that he threw. He shouldn't be happy with some of the drop sure, guys. Sure, 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 absolutely. But at that point, they were still in the game. And they were still in the game after they went for three and kicked for three. They were still in the game. You make it sound like they weren't in the game anymore. They were still in the game. Okay, but they could have. But they could have been dry at that point. Had you scored, you could have been driving for 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 a game winner, and not hoping that you that you scored just to just to try to. Uh, well, take, no. Well, no. They could have been a different scenario. They could have been driving for a game winner either way. Yeah, either way. Because if they go for it on fourth and they, they score. But fail on the two, they need the ball back anyway. Anyway, that's true. That's so, true. so I mean, it, it all it, it's all speculation because I everyone just, just assuming. I just thought it was a gutless call. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I, and, I, and I, I get it, but my thing is, it wasn't like they were down seven. They still would have had to get the two point conversion. So it still would have been like, okay, he did it. Now all all it would have did was he scored and they fell on two, and then they still end up losing because they defense couldn't saying, get a stop. Yeah, but it, it, saying, would, it, it would it would go over better if no they matter, scored. If they, no if, what, if they scored, still, no matter what, they would have had to get the ball. They would have to get the ball back and drive downfield. That's all. I'm right, but here's the thing: you you do what he did, and yes, you still have to score again, but you don't have to go for two. And when you score, you're actually going to be ahead. If so, you score, well, yeah, but it's, it's always if you score. I mean, that's the whole thing is on if you score. So he knew he could score. It wasn't an if you make the field goal. I know I scored here. It's not an if. 
Because I'm, I, you know, I, I don't know, man. It just, uh, yeah. I, if, if they were, it's just, I, I don't think it, it wasn't to me like Aaron Rodgers was dominating the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, it, and to me, Tampa's defense was pretty solid. I mean, that's like a six and one half, half of a dozen of the other. You, you damn yeah, it, you do, man. damn it, if you don't. That, that's, that's more of the story in my eyes. Granted, yes, that play is going to be viewed like it is, but that's the story. Aaron Rodgers, he I, he might have threw, he might even threw for three hundred. I don't know, but he for, yes, he threw for three hundred forty six yards, three tutties, and a pick. That's a damn good game, man. Man, but y'all, y'all acting like Aaron Rodgers was Trubisky out there today. No, <laughs> he wasn't. But at the same time, it, it was different. They were they were in Tampa was forcing them into long. Long drives that they they typically score pretty fast. They were forcing them to take long drives. They got behind early. Brady threw for what threw his three touchdowns in the first half. So they were down 28-10. And then, you know, the he got the two touchdowns in the second half. That was Aaron Rodgers. But it it wasn't it, to me, it just didn't feel like a typical Aaron Rodgers. Right. It didn't feel like it it just didn't feel it just didn't feel like it. Watching that game, it didn't seem like it wasn't like them dreadful, them dreadful plays that Aaron Rodgers will hit you with. It was it was literally he was just getting whatever the defense gave him. It wasn't him being that innovative guy that we're used to seeing as just making spectacular happen. Devontae Adams was held in check. You know, it it was it was a different type of show out there today. Yeah. And 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 had Brady not literally just start mm-hmm. playing like he, he just old, like he didn't care no more or something. Like he was like, you know what, defense, I prefer y'all to stay out here for most of this half. <laughs> like the game would have not even been close because both times he threw, well, one of the times I know for sure, they were on the other side of the 50. Right. They were in it's, right. <laughs> it's like It's like he actually gift-wrapped that game for Rodgers to do something special. And he just wasn't doing it. He just wasn't doing it. And it sucks that this this call, this lack of making that play call at that moment is what's gonna what's gonna pretty much get him off the hook, in my opinion. Well, I just know he's at home. They were favorite, and they were down twenty eight ten. weren't looking good. And I think Tampa Bay's defense did a lot more to dictate what happened in that game. And it wasn't just Aaron Rodgers that wasn't – I'm not saying like Aaron Rodgers played booty. His teammates kind of failed him, you yeah. know. And and that's a concern too. It may not – the, the, the lack of faith may not have been in number 12. It may have been in his surrounding cast, you know. Um, and I don't say supporting. I'm saying surrounding because they weren't really supporting him. They were just around him, you know, in some respects. So – uh, I, you know, right. It's tough that that's going to overshadow it. I, I think Tampa Bay did a great job and I think they deserve the win. And I think Aaron Rodgers, I mean, Aaron Rodgers, but Tom Brady made this game closer than what it really, what it would have really been if he didn't just have some really bad turnovers the way, you know, when he had him, where he had him and how he had him. Does this do anything to Aaron Rodgers' uh, legacy? Yes. Yes, it does. Yes. He can no longer be in the conversation with Thomas Brady. He can no longer. He cannot be in the conversation. You cannot allow. Based on one game? Based on one game, Ed, and I'm going there. You cannot 
be considered to be. Wait, wait, wait. Based on one game where he threw for well over 300 yards and three touchdowns? Man, look. Based on one and four in the conference championship. One and four in the conference championship. It's been 10 years since you've been back to the Super Bowl. By the way, man, he he's one and four, and that one win is against the Bears, man. Against the Bears. <laughs> yeah, that sucks. That sucks, man. Right, we had a chance to win that one. Uh man. Anyway, I'm sorry. It, yeah, no, nah, that's that's that says it all though. Yeah. One and four, and then the debate has always been well, if Aaron Rodgers had Bill Belichick, he'd have this, 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 and that. Well, Tom Brady left Bill Belichick in a year one of a COVID year, no OTAs, none of that training camp, no no preseason, nothing. He comes into your house, into mm-hmm. your house, mm-hmm. and beats you to get to the promised land. Mm-hmm. At 60 Tom, years old. You, you cannot you cannot be in that conversation with that guy anymore, maybe with anybody else, but never with that guy. Never. Hey, never. Especially with a guy who's 65. <laughs> just, it's just no way you let a 70 year old beat you like that you know and, 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 and this podcast he's gonna be 130 <laughs> that's what i'm saying i mean look when a dude three quarters of a century years old and he beats you in your own home i mean really man I, I'm, I'm with you now does that mean he's not one of the greatest talents i, I think he's at this point he's a notch above dan marino and warren moon because he's got his chip, and he, you know, he's got his chip, and that's great. He's but, a boy, wait, 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 Tom, are you, 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 you going oh, somewhere? Oh, 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 better than Dan Marino. I, I said he's a notch above the, in terms of oh, legacy. In terms no, of legacy, that's what I'm saying. You, you just said that. <laughs> There's no one better than Danny Marino. No one. <laughs> mm, <laughs> I think no we're pretty. One. I think we pretty much all agree that uh, Tom Brady is the GOAT and that Patrick Mahomes may be yes. the best of them all. Yes. So, yes. There, are, there are those better yes. than Dan Marino. And I, and I love yeah. me some Dan Marino. I love me some I'm Dan going, Marino, but I'm a pragmatist. I'm going with 13 all day, man. Hey, man. Give me 13. Well, you know what you'll be doing with 13? Talking about all the Super Bowls that you could have won. Man. <laughs> had, he, had he got the help. Had he got the help he needed, he would have won those Super Bowls. He would have got to those Super Bowls. Look, if we had a quarterback, the Bears would be the most dominant team in the history of the NFL. Never, I mean, you know, the so. Dolphins never gave him a running game. Hey, man, you know what it sounds like. He did have the Marks Brothers for a while. I'll give, I'll give you that. But they ain't had no running game, no defense. They lost to Tony Eason. He lost to Tony Eason. He lost to Tony Eason in the conference championship. He lost to Tony Eason in a conference championship. That's not his fault, man. In Miami. That's in Miami, ball. he balled out. In Miami, yeah, just like Aaron Rodgers in Miami, <laughs> with the rain going down, he lost to Tony Eason. It was raining, man. We we know that as, as you know from the Bears uh, oh, in Miami in the rain, man. The hey. rain, that, that's that's a heck of a a, a factor, man. Yeah, that's, that's in Miami's favor. They're Dolphins, and they play in Miami. They should be used to it. Tony Eason, okay. That that got to be that's you your favorite quarterback. Listen to what you said. He never had a running game or a defense, and then your favorite team. We never had a quarterback. Damn, that would have been like the perfect marriage, wouldn't it? Oh, oh, (laughs) 
Five would be so good. If you get a chance, if you, if you get a chance, I don't know if you guys saw it, uh, you know, I'm throwing a quick 30, I don't know if it's a 30 for 30. I think it was. It was like 1984 draft, I think it was. Oh, 83 draft, yeah. 83 oh, draft. Uh, great. Yeah, yeah, that was a great documentary. With yeah. Marino and, uh, and uh, Elway, been, right? Elway to Marino. I think it was Elway to Marino. Yeah, that's what it's called, Elway to Marino. Right. He should have been a bear. But the Bears are idiots. But he should Marino should have been a bear. Like he was like he was just sitting there. Like he literally fell to us and they'd have passed on. They had they had they had two chances. They first uh, right. they wow. took Covert first. Well, no, no, no. There was a there was a uh there was a trade mm-hmm. with the Raiders. Yeah, the Raiders were I forget how many teams were involved. Yeah, how we right, how would come to the Bears uh for Whatever pick it was, uh, early round in the, in the '83 draft, um, Al Davis ended up saying no, and uh, but it was it was it was it was pretty much a done deal. And at the, at the last second, Al Davis said no, so the Bears ended up taking Jimbo Covert, and then in the middle of that round, they took Willie Gall. But remember, they had just drafted Jim McMahon a year earlier, so. Would it have made sense to draft Dan Marino at that point? Yeah, yeah, it would have. Yeah, uh, yes. <laughs> stop it. Hell yeah. Stop it. Yes. You were, at that point, you were trying to get offensive pieces and to compliment and, and, and Peyton. So so instead, we drafted the guy that blocked for Dan Marino. Great job. You drafted his roommate who yeah, ended drafted. up who ended up making it to the Hall of Fame. Yeah, yeah, we won a Super Bowl. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and and that and that Bears '83 draft is probably the the one of the best drafts in history, and they won a Super Bowl off of it. So, I don't I don't know if you can really argue that, but yeah. I would yeah I would have loved to have Dan Marino. Yes, absolutely. But anyway, let's, let's let's come back to 2020. <laughs> 2021, excuse me. Um. So yeah, uh, Tom Brady. Where does where does this put his legacy now? It was crazy. I, I saw. I I didn't realize this. He's been to fourteen conference championships championship in his career. That's that's unbelievable, man. Yeah, yeah. Thank that. Yeah, Billichek. <laughs> you could have had you could have had another conference champion. I mean, it, it is crazy, dude. But I I think people should understand if they care to. That is what kind of sacrifices fiscally he made and how much of a team player he had to have been to realize that, you know, in order for us to win and compete, I can't take all the money. Mm-hmm. Um, he clearly could have asked for a lot of it. And I think the lack of appreciation for what he sacrificed eventually got to him to where he's like, you know what? And I'm sure his wife was like, well, you know what? You're not appreciated there. Why don't you go somewhere and go out on your terms? And he's like, okay, I'll do that. And I I just I think when you asked a question earlier as was it for his legacy, I, I I'm shocked to say it, but I think it 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 expands it even more. Yeah. I mean, he becomes he becomes an immortal in a lot of ways. Yeah. He really a football immortal, and that's he's like a Hall of Famer's Hall of Famer. Uh, is he bigger than is he bigger than Jordan? Um, if you're talking just in terms of. Of playing? the sport itself, yeah. yeah, playing, yeah, yeah, yes. You can't, but, you can't count the the global icon that Jordan became. That that's a different monster. Well, yeah, we don't. Yeah, we we don't. <laughs> <buy the greatest laughs> to be quite honest with you, you should be asking: Is he more like Bill Russell? 
because <laughs> he's approaching that status. He he passed Jordan like a ring or two ago, didn't he? Like a ring. Or no, two. no, they're they're the same. Oh, they're, they're, they're the same. Six. They're six. My bad. They're at six. Yeah, but he's been a more conference champions. Well, no, yeah. I guess I can't say that. I can't say that. They've been a more. Super, he's been a more Super Bowl. He's been a more Super Bowl. Yeah, right, than Jordan. So, uh, but yeah, I, yeah, man. I, I mean, who do who who would have thought that at age you know seventy seven that he would expand <laughs> his legacy. <laughs> Further than what anybody expanded uh, expected, and I, I, I honestly yeah, thought he was done. I thought he was done, like right when the Falcons let him, you know, like Rasputin, he came back to life again, <laughs> you know, in that Super Bowl. I thought when the Falcons had him, I thought, yeah, he's done. You know, that's it. It's over with. You know, great run. Enjoy the, the Hall Ram, of Fame. The Rams Super Bowl. No, I'm talking about the Falcons Super Bowl. I, I understand that, but I'm saying the replay poorly in that in that game. Yeah. They won. Yeah, I thought, I thought that was it for him at that point. And then they come back the next year and lose first round. Well, their first game. Right. No, it was first round. First, right? first round. It was, they, yeah, they, it was first round. Yeah, it was. Yeah, because I was in Nashville at the time when they lost to the Titans. Yeah. So, it, but yeah, man, it definitely boosts up that legacy some more, man. Because of all the greats that you hear about, Tom Brady is one that. It's always something else or somebody else or this factored in to everything he accomplished. All his his defense was always top ten when he won. All he all he had Bill Belichick. All he had Vinatieri. It's always a caveat to what he accomplishes. So this year he leaves at the age of 43. 78. Mm-hmm. <laughs> At the at the age of seventy eight, he leaves in in a year like this, where right. you could do nothing as a team, but but talk to each other virtually and do whatever, and and you manage to get back mm. to the promised land, to to familiar territory for you, mm. like like that's some that. That negates everything that has been said about him. That it was he's a system quarterback. It's it's Belichick system. It, you know what's funny to me is how I always hear is Belichick system and Belichick is a defensive coach. I've never <laughs> I've never understood that either. I, I, I I've never understood that. Like how is a defensive coach? I've I've never heard of not one defensive coach with an offensive scheme. <laughs> never heard Belichick. <laughs> Belichick. Like, like, come on, man! And then, and then, the offensive guy that y'all try to give credit, Josh McDaniels. We saw what he was capable of doing when he left Brady. Nothing. And he came, <laughs> and he came running back. He even had the Indianapolis coach job. What last year, year before, and he ended up reneging on. You know what? No, I'm gonna stay here with Tom. Like, like, man, this guy, man, like, he deserves his great. Like, he deserves all the great things that should come his way, man. To be going to ten Super Bowls, and I go, I go over with you with the Josh McDaniel example, and you saw what Josh did without Brady this year. You know, like man, I understand we in an age where you know you want to see the guys that can run out the pocket and you know can do all this fancy stuff, but it's but hey, I, I'm a firm believer in those guys who just can make the regular plays that need to be made more than not. And that's what Tom Brady is. He's going to make the plays that have to be made and the plays that should be made. 
doing all that fancy stuff is just for the people on the outside looking like, oh, man, I've never seen nobody do that before. Okay. I heard that so much with Aaron Rodgers, and he only got one Super Bowl. But the guy that y'all love to hate, uh, he old, he can't move. He on his way to potentially winning seven. <laughs> That's crazy. And he's probably not going to retire even after this one. He's going to keep playing. Right. That's, what's, that's that's even more crazy. Somebody got to step in. <laughs> I would say he ha- he has at least another another two, three years left. The way the way the way he played this season. Yeah, with that offensive line getting better and yeah, the young yeah. talented receiver around him and that defense that doesn't look like he's losing much. I mean, maybe Sue might not be there. They have to make a decision on Devontae Adams or or uh, the other edge rusher. But other than that, He's yeah. Good. Actually, after this, I watched a movie the other day, an uh, 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 old football movie I'd never seen before uh, with Charlton Heston called Number One. I don't know if you guys have seen this before. I've never heard of it. I never even heard of it, right? Okay, this was, this movie was made in 1969, and uh, Charlton Heston plays an aging quarterback for the New Orleans Saints, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, in this fictitious movie, because the Saints would have only been like three or four years old at the time, um, he had been with the team for you know, 15, 16 years, had led them to a championship, and uh, the movie starts in their last preseason game. He has a terrible game, and um, the movie takes place between this that last preseason game and the first regular season game, and he's trying to figure out if he should continue to play or should he just hang it or hang him up. And he ends up going into the, you know, long story short, he ends up going into that, that first regular season game. He plays pretty, plays pretty okay in the game, but then gets knocked out. And basically the movie ends with him <laughs> laid out on the field. <laughs> and like no one, no one's coming to pick him up. <laughs> wow. He's just laying there. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> and it goes to credits. <laughs> That's how Tom Brady's gonna leave. Wow. <laughs> Tom, Tom Brady, they got to knock him off the off the off the field in order to get him out, man. Oh, I'm like, man, Giselle gonna have to step in, man. If he, man, if he win this year, what else do you need to accomplish? I don't know. <laughs> what? What else do you need to accomplish? You beat Breeze. You beat Rodgers. And if you beat Mahomes, man, just go away, sir. Go away and don't come back. It's over. Just just walk away. Like, the heights that you've reached can't be reached. <laughs> like, what? Well, he wants to be like Charlton Heston. It, it was. It was... It was such a bad movie it was good <laughs> it was your classic Charlton Hess like you know you're gonna have to take me off this field with your damn hands you know <laughs> Charlton Heston yeah that's that's gonna be Brady man that's gonna be Brady uh, hey let's move on uh, let's, let, what were you gonna say no no it's not that boring go ahead okay let's, I was gonna say let's move on to the to the AFC game and uh Patrick Mahomes Mahomey looked looked great today as usual. Um, I found it interesting that you know we have been talking about the whole concussion thing since last week, and instead of the concussion, it was his turf toe that everybody was talking about today, mm. not, not the concussion. 
it was oh my god he has he has turf toe and i think it was sort of used to sort of silence what happened a week ago i don't i don't know if you guys felt the same way about that but he but he looked good i i went into last week before the game confident that the that the bills could keep it close and then it clicked on me as 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 you stated last week, the Bills' inability to run the ball is why they don't have a chance in this game. And it snapped into my head like Friday, like, you know what? The Bills don't have a chance. <laughs> they, they don't have a chance. They can't run the ball. You have to be able to run the ball at least a little bit, and they can't run it at all. And the amount of pressure that, that Josh Allen was under today, it was like, whoa. This, that Chiefs defense looked legit. Like, well, I'm, I'm mad. So, and I'm like, that's that, but that comes with the fact that you can't run the ball. So they're not worried about that. They they pinning them ears back and coming at you. Mm-hmm. And, and it was like the offense for the Chiefs is gonna do what they gonna do. They got dang on Tariq Hill, man. It's <laughs> oh my god. It's like every time he get the ball, and 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 you see somebody who like so there's two type of fans. You got the fast runner who who's like a Devontae Smith. It just looked like he's gliding, look like he's not even really trying to run. But then you got the fast runner who who look like he's trying to be fast, but he's actually fast as hell. And that's Tariq Hill. It looks like he's trying to run fast as he can. It's just he really is running very fast. And it's like, man. It's like they it's it's like he bounce off people. People can't wrap him up because he's so fast. It's ridiculous. He's smallest guy on the field, but they can't get him down to the ground when he's running like that. Like uh, man, they they looked him very impressive today. After like the conversation we had last week, saying they've been looking a little up and down, they looked a whole lot of up today. I, I mean, again, <laughs> I, I, I hate to sound like the old man here, but. <laughs> A lot of times, you just, just just if you look at the patterns, man, you just see how things go. And there's a lot about this Chiefs team that reminds me a lot of the '80s San Francisco 49ers, where now the 49ers defense was was a lot better, you know, man for man than than this Chiefs defense. But the the the, the thing that I'm, I'm kind of equating with them is the offense is so dynamic that the defense isn't even worried about giving up seven points because they know their offense can make it up. They just want to keep you from getting 10 points, you know, or get for, keep you from getting that other touchdown. And that's kind of like what, you know, the Chiefs were doing. It's like, you know what? We know you got nine points, but we're going to score more than nine. So as long as you don't score 20 before we score 30, we're yeah. good. And like you said, they don't have to worry about the run. So they just have to focus on one aspect of what Buffalo's offense is doing, and they can they can pin their ears back. And that's what you see some of these teams that in the past have been really successful as far as going to Super Bowls. Like even the Buffalo Bills back in the in the in the, in the 90s, late 80s and the 90s, their offense was so dynamic that their defense was able to play with a lead. You know, when you have teams that can play with a lead, they can pass, rush you, get after you, do all types of things and make you just look bad. And as that game wore on, Buffalo looked less and less effective than they did in the first quarter. And the people don't realize the Chiefs defense – it's not great, no, but it's not as bad as you think it is. It's actually yeah. a lot more competitive, and it really shows up. People like people notice it during the playoffs. Like, wow, their defense isn't that bad. I'm like, yeah, you've been so you know uh, 
you know, mesmerized by the offense through the whole season. You didn't realize the defense is not that bad. And part of their defense is also their special teams. People don't realize that, you know, that field position that McCole Hardman can make with returning punts or kickoffs, you know, and, and Butker making those long field goals or the punter being able to, to nail teams back, that's a part of what works for them too. I mean, they have all three facets working. It's just that it's so overshadowed by that dynamic presence at quarterback that you don't pay as much attention to it until it smacks you in the face, you know, like it did Buffalo, you know, if they chase the dude 20 yards back, like on two or three different occasions, it's like, dude, throw the ball away. <laughs> Stop running back. You're not getting away, Josh, throw the ball away. You know, he was trying to do all he could, though, man. Yeah, and you know who he looked like? You know who he remind me of doing all that stuff? Who was that? Poor man's John Elway out there trying to stiff arm defensive tackles and throw the ball across the field, across your body downfield. It's like, yeah, and you're going to have the same success John Elway had early, too. Not a lot of it. You know, were you trying to carry everybody? It's, I'm telling you, man, things, it, it's so crazy how some stuff just kind of repeats itself in different mm-hmm. ways. There's so many scenarios. Like, as much as things change, sometimes they kind of remain the same or their similarities, you know. And this is what they remind me. It reminded me of watching, you know, the San Francisco play Denver Broncos. <laughs> That's what it reminded me of. Yeah, that was, that was, I, I, but you know what, though? Josh Allen, um, in time, he's going to be a real problem in this league, man. He, that dude, he can play some ball, man. If he just if he gets some pieces, if he gets, you know, a running game going. Like uh, John Elway, right? Like Elway did it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Once Elway got a running back, they were they were all right. Yeah. Uh but they I mean they ran with their running backs, what did they have? Nine carries today? That that ain't gonna cut it, man. I, that, yeah, I guess the Chiefs. That's yeah. not gonna cut it. Nine that's carries. why that's and 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 can't, I mean, it's, uh, Cleveland didn't run the ball like they should, but the the fact that they can and teams know that they can run the ball, the Chiefs' defense wasn't able to just attack Baker like they just did Josh Allen, because you still had to respect Chubb and Kamara's ability to run that ball, right. like, and that's what you saw today. Like they just didn't respect whoever was back there going to run the ball, so we just going to come at you full throttle. Well, keep in mind, I was supposed to say, keep in mind with that game against the Chiefs, if Mahomes doesn't get hurt, they probably score more. So then Chubb and and Cunt, or at least Chubb, at least, is kind of taken out of the game. At least the running part of it is. You know, it, him getting hurt kind of made Cleveland stay in it to where they could still be effective. But I, I feel what you're saying. If you can't at least run the ball, you, you're going to struggle against the Chiefs. And back to back to Tyreek Hill, man. I just, well, man. <laughs> she just notice that he 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 loves to just find those soft uh, those uh, those soft spaces in the zone and man mm-hmm. and when he get that ball he is gone. I'm amazed at, at, at <laughs> just how 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 great football is when you when you see real offenses do what they do, man. I don't I don't get a chance to really see that every week, being that I'm a I'm a bad <laughs> man. That's just, just man, it's just unreal, just unbelievable, man. I, I wish we had. Something just, just, just relatively close. We, we do. Really we slick had the bootleg version of them. We do. We, we, we if, 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 if Tariq, if Tariq Cohen was back, we had a bootleg version of the Kansas City Chiefs. You see the the, uh, the touchdown that Kelsey scored. I, I, I love like man. Well, that play looks familiar. <laughs> We've run that a few times. It just doesn't look as good. Man, we so, are. We are the B side of the Kansas City Chiefs. 
The bootleg version. I'm telling you, it's a lot of things about our offense that that looks very similar to theirs. We got the hustle man, the hustle man. But we, but we just don't have we don't have the grade A talents that they got. We got more grade C and D than at every position. <laughs> our movie disc got no labels on them. They just, they just, you know, they just put together they like rubber band together. Here you go, bro. Three, three for five, three for five. But yeah, that was so. That was so fun to watch, man. That that that, that offense, man. I I can watch the Kansas City Chiefs all day and every day, man. They're they're outstanding. Hey, so uh, Super Bowl Fifty Five. You know, we're we're still two weeks away, but let's just give just preliminary thoughts. What 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 do think we can expect uh, uh. from each of these teams? Sure. I think it's Brady's age, so he's the same age as he is. So, you know, he's 55. <laughs> wait, wait, you're making him younger now. You're making him younger. Hey, now. he going younger and younger. Uh-oh. He was 78 yeah. just a little bit ago. Right. Benjamin Button? <laughs> you know, I got to keep it realistic. I start back at 55, I can build it back up to 70 as we go along. <laughs> uh, I, I don't, I, you know what, man? I still got the Chiefs. I just think they're a better team overall. I think I think Tampa Bay's defense can make it interesting, but I think Brady's going to end up doing what he did in this game and have some really unnecessary, unforced turnovers. And the Chiefs, unlike the Bills, or I mean, unlike the Packers, are going to be able to capitalize on them. So I, I, I think, uh, and all that, but I think I think Mahomes is one of those cats. He won't say it out loud, but he's one of those cats like you on my list. I owe you payback. I ain't forgot. I ain't forgot, Jack. I respect you. I'm not going to say it out loud, but I'm going to let you know by kicking your ass that I ain't forgot what you did because mm-hmm. I should be on my third Super Bowl right now because I know that's what he's got to be thinking. Yeah, I, I, I feel a lot that way as well. Uh, it was very impressive that Tom has gotten to this point, you know, and but he's right now I think he's just running into a juggernaut. Mm-hmm. Like this, this team is this – team, that offense – it's really good, and and Tampa's defensive plan—they're playing very well, very well. So it's going to—it's going to take time to not have careless mistakes like today yep. for them to have a chance. Because as well as the Bucks' defense is playing, you can't ask them to just flat out stop this Chiefs' offense. That—that's—I don't have we ever seen it done. Yeah, sure. I mean, the Raiders beat them early this year. And actually, San Francisco should have won a Super Bowl last year. But, you know, San Francisco kind of has that ingredient with those, you know, having an edge rushers. San Francisco doesn't have to send, you know, but four, maybe even Mm -hmm. sometimes three. And that gives, you know, cause to pause when uh, Mahomes is trying to pass. So if you can rush with four consistently and maybe even with three, but you can still apply pressure while he's trying to throw through seven defenders or maybe even eight defenders. Yeah, I think you got a shot at it. And I don't think Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay's got a pretty decent rush, but I think they're better when they send one extra. Yeah, they, they love to send five. Right. Yep. Yep. And that's and that's the that's the problem with Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Like you have to. Because the thing is, you can send five and think that you're getting that ball out of Mahomes' hand faster, and that ball is still going downfield because those guys are so fast. Like that's that's where it's it's going to take Brady to have to he's gonna have to keep up. 
I can see his defense making a play for him to give him a chance, but he's going to have to be flawless. And that's just asking too much of him at this point in his career. I just think Mahomes is, is better. He's the best in the game right now, and he's and he's headed towards the best ever. And I think the underrated thing that nobody, at least by nobody I mean, I haven't heard a lot of people speak of, speak of it, you know, they're not doing it with Edwards Hilaire. They're not doing it with Le'Veon Bell. You know, that the running game and the consistency with how they can run the ball and the versatility with how that guy can run and or catch and doesn't have to come off the field. Yeah, that's making a big difference, man. He's a big reason why they won the Super Bowl last year. You know, so I, I think that goes understated a lot. And so Tampa Bay, that's the thing. It's like, you know, I don't want to say pick your poison. You obviously want to stop those receivers in Mahomes, but if you commit so much to that, Andy Reid is at this stage in his career coaching now to where he doesn't force it. He's like, okay, I'll just run the ball. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Got no problem with that. And once you try to commit to that, I'll just pass my tight end. And then I'll just play action and I'll hit that dude called Cheetah or the other fast guy I got that you don't really think about, you know, or I'll just give him a jet sweep and have him run for like, you know, it's another 60 yards. I mean, it's it's just a, uh, you know, a plethora of, 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 of you know, skilled players and a cornucopia of talent and any other adjective I can come up with. They're just they're just too too many weapons. I they're, think for, they're, they're a video yeah. game, man. <laughs> they are a video man. You're right. They're, they're techno <laughs> You just you look you look at last year's Super Bowl. The big play that everyone likes to talk about is the the deep ball he threw to Tariq Hill. He underthrew that ball so bad, mm-hmm. but Tariq Hill was so wide open, <laughs> so wide open that he could adjust everything he was doing and go make that catch. Like that's that's what you deal with with that team. The quarterback is already a crazy talent, but he's, he can make mistakes that get made, that are made up for versus other quarterbacks with the teams they have. Like his mistakes sometimes turn into damn touchdowns with the talent he has around him, you know? And like, it's, they just, they're, they're, they're forced, man. And, and, we talked about how Tom Brady, I mean, how the Packers looked versus Tampa early in the season. Let's not forget when Cheetah had like 300 yards in the first quarter, damn near, versus <laughs> Tampa earlier in the season. Right. You know, so, so I mean, Tampa's playing a lot better, <laughs> but, you know, but. <laughs> yeah, hey, this, man. This is not the same Tampa Bay team that, uh, that came to Soldier Field, I tell you that. This is. Uh, this is a different, different team, man. Hey, and we and we got to hope Winfield and uh and Whitehead back healthy because if them two safeties are out, well, I will say this: speaking of injuries, don't forget Fisher got the Achilles. So that's true. Uh, yeah, that 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 could change a dynamic in terms of helping apply that pressure that is so sorely needed to keep Tampa. Uh, in the game, as far as the defense applying that pressure and, and, and getting Mahomes to more three and outs or at least not extended drives or the big play. So that's something to look for. You know, who's going to man that position and, you know, how that matchup is going to play and how the, the Buccaneers can maybe try and work that to their advantage. Early line in this game coming out, Kansas City are three point favorites over the yeah. Tampa Bay Buccaneers right now. Yeah, I think that injury is why it's probably not like five and a half or six and a half. Um, 
Yeah, I still take the Chiefs. Oh, no. You know what? I should just stop because they've been messing me up all year. I'll, I'll just wait. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just wait on that one. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, Tampa Bay's got a shot, man. But I think what you said, Smoke, is true. You know, if, if their safeties aren't there, then they're going to get torched. <laughs> no ifs, ands, or buts about it. If the safeties aren't playing, they got, you know, it's, it's two weeks, right, before the Super Bowl, yeah? Yeah, we got two weeks. Yep. Yep. Yeah, yeah. They, they should be back. So, um, you know, them being back, he gives them a shot. But if if, if they're not back, man, I think that line's going to change dramatically. <laughs> yeah, because today we were able to see the difference once uh, Whitehead went out the game. I, I at least was able to see the difference in the Packers offense versus when he was in the game. Mm-hmm. Like he's he's out there headhunting. <laughs> and he forced both of them fumbles. Right, right. Like he he and he's like closing in on them like those dump offs. I'm like, God, leave this guy's flying all over the field. And then when he went out, you saw that it was like, ugh. Gotta just gotta hang on, Brady. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let's uh let's move on to my favorite team. <laughs> they, they made some news here. Uh Sean Desai, who is their safeties coach, uh has been hired as defensive coordinator. He worked under Vic Fangio here and uh stayed when Vic left for Denver. Uh Vic wanted him to go with him to Denver, but the Bears were able to hold on to him and uh now gets the 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 bump up in promotion. Um Good hire, or should they have gone another way? Um, I, I think it's the most sensible hire. Um, I mean, you know, we've been talking about this for a while, and I think I'm pretty much sure I said that they're going to have to hire somebody from within because, you know, there's no guarantee how much longer Nagy's going to be there. He's almost kind of a lame duck coach in a way, and the general manager also has his issues. So it's going to be hard to convince you know, a big top, you know, defensive talent or defensive, you know, talent defensively who wants to be a coordinator to come here and attach his, uh, his wagon to hitch his wagon to, to the bears. Uh, that's why you saw guys like Singletary come out the woodwork, you know, like, Hey, I'll do it. It's like, yeah, thanks, but no thanks. Um, so I think it's a good hire to get back to your question because, uh, he is aware, you know, he's familiar with the personnel so that there's not that there's not that part that he have to, to overcome. Um, I think from what I've read and heard from other players, you know, he was a person who was really uh, not just a right hand for Fangio, Fangio, but also someone who was really integral in a lot of the defensive designs. So it seems to me he's going to be more aggressive than Bagano was. And that that aggressiveness is going to more or less, I think the belief is, is going to, you know, make the Bears force more takeaways and uh, force guys, not force, but have guys like Mac play more to what their ability, not having him drop back in coverage, you know, or crap like that, or about to the flats. You're going to see I'm Mac. So, I'm so tired of that. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. So I think you're going to see Mac be a lot more aggressive and get get those guys who, what they're being paid for to do, to actually do what they're being paid to do, <laughs> you know. So I, I think it's a solid hire, but, you know, that's all speculative now. But it seems as though he has respect of former players and the players that are on the team. It seems as though, from what I've read, he's he's an intellect. He's not just you know someone who's you know going to take you out for kneecaps like <laughs> like the Detroit Lions head coach. <laughs> oh, what a crazy a bite out of your kneecap, and then we're going to get the other one. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, 
And, uh, you know, I'll, I'll pull a form because, you know, he's a brother of color, you know, so to speak. And I, I know it seems like I always go back to that, but I think it's important that yeah, people get opportunities, important. you know. And yeah. I can't forget, was it, was it Staley or whoever the guy with Brandon Staley or whatever it was? It's yeah, like, Staley, yeah. Yeah, like, like in four years, he shot up and now he's a head coach. Just like, okay, come on, dude, really? Right. You know? <laughs> he was here. We couldn't keep him. Right, right. <laughs> you know. Uh, and you know, and I'm sure you know, you know, he had a good year at the Rams, so you know, I'm sure he's you know, he's all that in the bag of chips. I'm just saying he got the opportunity, and we don't right, see a lot right, of guys, right, guys right. get the opportunity because of whatever the reason or <laughs> belief is. Mm-hmm. That's why they can't. It's amazing. I'm reading some of his stuff, they're like, Yeah, well, you know, he's he's worked long enough and hard enough. I think he just, you know, he, he's it's about time you get a turn. I'm like, Yeah, mm-hmm. as opposed to the guy that worked half as many years and got the chance as a head coach, okay, whatever. Right. You know, so uh, so yeah. In my opinion, uh, the end of it all, I, I think it's a it's a sound hire, and it, it's it's something that makes sense. And so with that, I, I feel positive going forward that the Bears defense will regain some of that luster that's lost over the last couple of seasons. Yeah, I, I agree wholeheartedly. Uh, keywords for me was knowing that he's from the big Fangio's lineage, basically. Like, and I think that's what we've been missing. Mm-hmm. Uh, once Vic left, you know, and so now to have someone who from that from that pipeline and, you know, who has been here when this defense was both good and both, you know, down, mm-hmm. you know, we'll we'll see what well, hopefully, like you said, speculating that he will know and understand what what needs to change. And so I'm I'm excited about it. I mean, I'm still like Kyle was last week, like, you know, hey, whatever. But, but at the same time, with him being from Vic's, Vic's pipeline, I'm like, okay, let's see what happens. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all. That's that, that's where I'm at. I like the fact that he's a young guy, mm-hmm. um, and that he can bring bring some freshness here. Even though, I mean, even though he's been here, but you know, uh, I'm sure he's he's a guy that's going to have his own ideas of of how to do things and. Uh, I'm looking forward to it, Glenn. You brought up a very good point that I that I I, I missed on our last topic, so I just want to go back to that. Uh, Eric Bieniemy. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you guys this: If the Texans do offer him the job uh, this week, if you're if you're Bieniemy, do you do you go ahead and, and and jump at a chance, or do you say, you know what, nope. forget the way just the way you guys treated me during this process? No, I'm I'm, I'm good. Nope, because here's the thing: Deshaun's not going to be there. So no, I don't take it. Nope, nope. not at all. Why? Nope. I I wouldn't take it either. And it's gonna be so many people that's gonna say, "Man, you've been fighting to try to get one." No, you don't want one because now they're just trying to do it to save face. Right, right, right. No, man, hire me because you want me. Don't hire me because you just and now you've done put yourself in the hole from jump. You didn't want to interview me in the first place. Then the co- the quarterback made comments. And he still said it don't even matter now. Like, so, no, I don't want him to come there. Like, man, come on with that, man. Think, think about crazy. It. Think about it. The enemy, may be, the enemy may be in a situation where he's won back-to-back Super Bowls and nobody wants him. So what does that mean? That means he's a shot caller. I'm going to go where I want to go when I want to go. I don't have to go anywhere. As a matter of fact, if the Chiefs are smart, they might just keep me if Andy's talking about retirement. He can be bad. You know? He can be uh, George uh, Andy Reed's. He could be Andy Reed's uh, Josh McDaniels. He could be George Seifert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, 
Joe Seifert to, to uh, Bill Walsh, you know, and, and, then, and then win you in the Super Bowl on your own as a head coach. So, so no, you know, screw the Texans. <laughs> and, and Deshaun is probably going to be a New York Jet. That's how I see it. And so why do I want to take Sam Darnold if I come to Houston? To, and I, I got to coach. Let me see. I could have coached Deshaun Watson if you all treated me seriously. Or now you up to coach Sam Darnold and now I'm going to look like a failure. No, no thanks, bro. You, you know, later for that. <laughs> I see you on the other side. <laughs> no thanks. Yeah. Okay, rocks. <laughs> no, yeah. it's crazy. I agree. I agree with you. It's a damn shame, man. It's a damn shame, man. They they changed they changed the narrative every year when it comes to the black coaches, man. Yeah. yeah. Now now it's he don't call the plays. Well, damn. I wish it was that way when we got the one we got. <laughs> Cause that's why y'all saying that now. I saw, yeah, Doug Peterson, same thing. Man, but he man. won a Super Bowl. At Did least he, he won a Super Bowl. Well, no, but I'm saying though, when he was when he was Andy Reid's offensive coordinator, he wasn't okay. calling plays. Right. And, and he got no, I, no, right, none of them were. Yeah, but but they but it's Nagy's failures here in Chicago <laughs> is why they're saying this now because of the enemy. I mean, granted, it's of course it's because he's black as well, but but they they see Nagy struggle, so they all we got him. We can use that against him now, because that's some bull, man. You 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 got the uh, who just got hired with Philly. I think he was a no no Campbell was a tight ends coach, right? One of these guys wasn't a coordinator. Right. A couple of them were, I don't think. <laughs> like, like it's man, it's it's just insane, man. It's it's just first of all, get rid of the Rooney rule. Get rid of it. Cause I think that's bullshit too. So what do you what do you what do you do in place of that? I, I don't think you do anything. Cause it's proof that it don't like don't force them people to, to interview me because clearly they don't want me. That's how led, I view it. It's led to some guys getting jobs, though, wouldn't you say? Was it the Rooney rule that led to them, or was it the fact that those teams wanted these guys? Well, well the um, I think Mike Tomlin was a was a benefit of the Rooney rule. And, and, well, because it's the Rooney rule, I think Mike Tomlin had to, or a black coach had to be a hire for them. Because, because of who it is, Pittsburgh. Yeah, it, was Dan, it was Dan Rooney's rule. So, you know, which made sense, but it's worked out. Um, actually, I think Lovey Smith was a Rooney rule guy, too, where they say that Lovey Smith got in the room and he wowed him. Because he wasn't uh, their first choice. Right, right. He wasn't going in, wasn't their first choice, but he wowed him. That's, and that's what the, the spirit of the rule is supposed to do. It's supposed to get you know more opportunities to to get in the room, so that you can you know give your ideas and you know. It seemed like it's going it's going in reverse now. Yeah, I, I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. Right, because right, the spirit of it is being trampled over. Because it's just now that they feel like they just they're obligated to do it, and it's not the yeah. spirit. Of, the spirit of it is not really there. They're just like you know what? Let me find somebody so I can get who I really want. <laughs> it's how it comes across. Like I really want this guy, but I'll uh, I'll interview Marvin Lewis. 
who's who's the other black guy? Uh, yeah, uh, let me let me uh, I'll I'll interview that guy. Yeah, the one who just got fired. Yeah, yeah. Well, like, like, because at the end of the day, you gonna you gonna hire who you really want. I mean, not to switch, not to switch like uh, sports, but just look at back, look at the Bulls. We was interviewing like crazy a bunch of different candidates. As soon as Billy Donovan became available, oh, that's <laughs> what we want to get. Hey, and I'm grateful for it. I'm, I'm not. Okay, that's not really a bad hire. No, no, it's not a bad hire at all. So, like, I, I get it. So, like, take it's just a point that when when a person comes available that these teams won't, they gonna go get them, no matter what. And most most of the time, it ain't the people that look like us. Well, I mean, that's kind of the dichotomy of it. Like, and I hear what you're saying about getting rid of it because it seems like it's more of an insult and a slap in the face as opposed to something that's really beneficial. And it's messed up that you have to have it to begin with anyway. But having to have to have it is because guys weren't getting the opportunity. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing. That first off, it was like you need to be a coordinator. So a whole bunch of guys were defensive coordinators. And they said, well, you know, the league's turning to more offensive coordinators. Okay, so now you got the two guys going to the Super Bowl are black offensive coordinators, but neither one of them have a job. Hmm. <laughs> you know, like you said, it's goalposts keep moving. So, so what's your what's your reason now? Exactly. So, so, so I guess Arians and Andy Reid's the only one calling plays. The other guys aren't. Okay, right. And Arians right. has all black staff. Damn yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and a female coach on the staff too. Mm-hmm. So, but I mean, which is fantastic. And you know, somebody who p- clearly. He says, hey, I'm going to hire the best player or best coach, and I'm going to hire coaches that can relate to my players because that's a part of the dynamic that seems to be forgotten sometimes, or at least not taken into account sometimes. And I think that's why guys like uh, – who's the dude who got fired by the Lions, the head coach? What's his name? Patricia. Patricia. That's why a guy like him, it's like, dude, you you don't know how to relate to people. You know, you might have been a defensive coordinator, but they were scared of Bill. They weren't scared of you. Mm-hmm. Now you now you come in trying to be Bill and you talking to people in a certain kind of way. You don't understand that there's a cultural dynamic that seems to be escaping you that you don't realize that what you're doing can be not only construed as offensive, but as just straight out, just effed up. Yeah. And so you're going to lose not just that player, but you may lose the entire, you know, entire team. And that's eventually what happens. And now nobody wants to play for your punk ass. And so now he's, you know, now he's not a head coach, but, you know, somebody will pick him up because that's what happens. Um, but, I, you know, it's just it's just it's amazing to me that Byron Leftwich and Eric Bieniemy, you know, one guy younger than the other, but both teams are in the Super Bowl. And what will happen is the quarterbacks will get the credit or the head coaches will get the credit, not the offensive coordinators. Well, no, it's, 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 it's not because of Leftwich. It's because they got Brady. That's, right, that's what – exactly. That's what it is. Not that's Leftwich. what I'm saying. Yeah. And, and, and Arians have come out and said he just lets Brady – do his thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's because of Brady and Mahomes. It's not because uh, the coaches are called the plays for Brady and Mahomes. It's not because, you know, or, or it'll be the head coaches that, you know, let the players be the players. You know, it's like, but, but you know, you get guys from failing teams, somehow they're offensive geniuses, you know, or they're head coaching material, and they go out and they become head coaches. It's like, yeah, okay. You had yeah. one year, you had one year of success. And success was, you know, you won a division or you went nine and seven. Oh, he's a new he's a new thing. We got to get him because without him, their offense was stagnant. They, look at them. They finished 14th in offense and they were 28th the year before. Meanwhile, the other two cats are going to division and conference championships and going to Super Bowls. But, you know, it's not because of them. 
moving the goalposts, man. It's moving the goalposts. Uh, hey, hey, Smoke, Dan Campbell, uh, the Lions coach, was a tight ends <laughs> coach at uh, right. in New Orleans. <laughs> right. And <laughs> you hear how he was talking in that press conference? <laughs> Man, come on, man. He's out of the Jeff Galuli school, the Jeff Galuli school of coaching. Get come him on, man. Get him at the kneecaps. Uh, he going to take a bite out of him. Oh, oh God, man. That was crazy. For the Lions, man. Hey, hey. I hope it works for him. I hope it works for him. Speaking of the Lions, uh, it looks like they're going to shop Matt Stafford. Now, I would not want to trade for him. That contract is just a little too rich. I think I, I, we talked about this uh, mm-hmm. a couple of podcasts ago. Um, I think his cap hit, his cap number for uh, for twenty twenty one is thirty three million. I don't think he's worth that much. But uh, if he comes on the market, do you want him for for the beloved? Do I want him? No. Can we use him? Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Well, I'm saying if if he's available, if he's available at that point, would you go after? I mean, what else do we have? Is the thing that's the that's where it comes. What of our what are our options? We don't really have any. I don't know if you have any others. Exactly. So at this point, you're not not getting Watson. That's not happening. Exactly. So it's like. If if that's who we end up with, uh, okay, well, I guess. <laughs> if you get him, you better trade uh, Foles. Foles or drop him if it doesn't cost you too much. And then you definitely need to draft your quarterback in the second or third round. And, you know, hope that the two-year staffers here is, is good enough. I mean, I'm, when I say hope, I'm talking about if you're Nagy and, and Pace. Hope that it's good enough for you to keep your job while you're developing – his, his eventual replacement. That's how you're going to have to spend that. But so, yeah, I guess if you're them, I mean, you you signed worse free agent quarterbacks, <laughs> you know. Oh, no, no doubt about it. No yeah, doubt about it. Exactly. Mike Lennon was here. Yeah. Oh, don't remind me. Dude, yeah. I, I, I'm sorry. For one second, I just – and, again, I, I try every time we talk about the Bears to just try to avoid <laughs> – how pissed off I am. But every damn time I see Watson or Mahomes have success, I'm immediately happy for them. And then I'm as pissed off as I am, like right afterwards. I'm like, God bless it. <laughs> that dude should have been on our squad. Why the hell am I watching you with a different jersey, y'all? It is just, it is, it's like I'm happy for them. I really am. Their favorite. I've been a, a Watson fan since college, and Mahomes is, is 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 you know he's worth every penny. He's worth the time to watch all that, and it's just like it's just like a constant reminder. It's like as soon as I'm happy for them, I get immediately just pissed off and and depressed and sad and just like why, why, why. You know what? There's nothing wrong. With that. You said you don't even watch the games no more. I'm numb to that. I'm numb to it now. I'm just numb to it. I don't even care to even. I I can't. I can't waste no more energy on it. No, you know I can't. I can't stand the fair <laughs> fan that tells that tells me that you need just get over it. It's done now. It's over. No, 
It never will be over. <laughs> no, exactly. Exactly. It never will be over, man. I, I, I mean, I'm dude. I'm like, I'm like good. I'm generally good. Like I said, I'm I'm happy for them. Like I, I love watching Deshaun play. Yeah, I man. love watching the Chiefs. I'm yeah. like, man, you know, if it's a regular season game, I'm like, oh man, that's cool. Yeah. But when it's a moment like this, when it's like you see them going to like, you know, another divisional win or another playoff win, another conference championship. Going to the Super Bowl, I'm just like, man, are you fucking kidding usually, me? Man? You know, usually in situations like this, you go back and you may have missed on uh, a potential Hall of Famer, <laughs> but usually you you draft a different position than that Hall of Famer was. Right, right, right. It's just like a constant reminder. Like, you you drafted a quarterback. Oh, and there. I mean, two just guys, two guys uh, are going to the Hall of Fame. Well, possibly going to the Hall of Fame that you passed uh, yeah. up on. Two guys. That that yeah, just just think about what we was talking about yeah. at first when we was talking about Dan Marino and the guy the Bears drafted. He's a Hall of Famer. Both well, are Hall of Famers. Like I said, just, well, just different positions. And then we got this case where same position. Well, at, least, at least the Bears drafted a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I, and, I get exactly what you're saying, though. And they got a really good receiver in Willie Galt. I mean, not the greatest, but he, man. Easy. Off my volunteers. Yeah, he is a potential volunteer. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> um, no, he was, he was good, though. He was good. You got you got a good player. Um, yeah, it's like. 2017 it's like, won't be forgotten about. Oh, my God. It's just like, it's like, you know, sometimes there's a bust. You know, we get that. But it's just like, dude. Uh, the only bus was a guy we got. I mean, everybody else's quarterback was fine. It's just it's so frustrating. It's so frustrating. You know, I was sitting back and I was thinking of the last what few few drafts uh, with the amount of quarterbacks that's been going in the first round, and maybe outside of well, not maybe. I can only think of uh, Rosen. Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray is the only one that is the best quarterback of his class of being the first quarterback taken. Uh, if you look at, of course, with our situation, we know he's not the first. You look at, uh, I mean, Baker is Baker, Baker he's, not, he's not a bust. He not a, no, he's not a bust. I'm just saying the best quarterbacks in those classes are not the first ones taken though. Just something I thought about, even going as far back as Carson Wentz with Jared Goff and Carson Wentz and Dak Prescott. And then, of course, you got us and you got uh, Baker with Josh Rosen, Josh Allen, uh, Lamar, uh, Jackson. Lamar Jackson. Like, it's like, man, it's just weird. So you watch them mess up and say, okay, I won't take that. that it's like, <laughs> It's like it's like when you're doing fantasy football. Okay. Oh man. So thanks thanks for drafting that guy. I didn't want to man. have to draft him. <laughs> it's, just, it's just weird, man. What year? What year was that? The Carson Wentz and Dak Prescott. What year was that? That was wasn't that the year before us or twenty? I think it was twenty sixteen. Twenty sixteen. I think it okay. was. I remember um, the Gruden. Remember Gruden had the show where he right. put in the the Gruden camp. Oh my God, Dak was so impressive on that show, and it, it, it's it's it showed in, in in his career now that yeah he <laughs> he should have been the top guy drafted at that position. And see, that's why I don't discount. I know I'm going off on a tangent here, but when you mentioned Dak Prescott and how impressive he was, and that's coming from Mississippi State, which isn't known as a hotbed of any kind of quarterback play in the NFL. 
and Dak was seen as a quote unquote running quarterback. But that's why I don't discount uh, Kyle Trask coming out of Florida this year because he learned for two seasons under Dan Mullen. And I think that's going to pay some dividends when it comes to the pros and understanding how to get rid of the ball, where to look to get rid of the ball, and all those things. And, and Trask was already doing that in college as far as looking off people. I know he had a bad last game, but everybody has everybody has bad games. But for the most part, that dude was he was he was delivering the money and delivering the mail like every week. So where, where do you have Trask? Um I, I still got him like late first round, but I, I think I had him going to uh either the Colts or somewhere like maybe uh the saints as a as you know like one of those like a team that you know is that already has um players in place to win that there's enough around him that he can succeed kind of stepping into the situation because i saw uh, one of, I, I saw one of those other uh draft prognosticators mm-hmm. and they had him all the way at like 85 that's because they're an idiot okay <laughs> yeah he, he dude he's not he's not bad you so when no. so when I saw that I was like, well, maybe the Bears do have a shot at. I mean, he round. It, it, it's going to be tough because there's no combine. So I think some guys who athletically may have not shown as well, and that, that may have make them drop a little bit. You're really going only going to really be able to go by their pro day, which is of course they're going to look good at their pro day, and what they've put on tape. And if you go by what Trask has put on tape, not just this year but also last year. Um, I think he's the one that, at the very least, he'll fall to the second round. But I don't think he'll get past the second round at all. I mean, him and Mac Jones are like the least athletic quarterbacks that are coming into the draft, and those are the guys that had a lot of talent around them. I think Mac Jones had way more talent around him than Trask, but they both have talented players around them, players that will also be going into the draft. And obviously Kyle Pitts will probably be a first round, you know, probably the only tight end taken in the first round. Um, but that being said, I, I think those guys, you know, they may benefit from not having to go to a combine. And so, um, at, at worst, those guys will fall to the second round, but your, your top four quarterbacks in the first round are clearly, you know, Lawrence Fields, Zach and, uh, uh, Lance. Lance. Yeah. Trey Lance. And even though Lance didn't play, it's just like, do you really want to be the team that doesn't draft a guy that did everything that he did, <laughs> you know? So, um, so yeah, but the bear, bear, bears can't afford to take anybody that's not fields or, uh, or, uh, or Lawrence and maybe even Zach to some degree, uh, they can probably get by with that. Cause the other two, uh, everybody else is considered Lance is considered a bit of a project to some degree cause he hasn't played and he played in a lower conference and Trask and Jones don't have the athleticism and there's questions as to were they really that good or was it the players around them? The Bears can't waste time trying to figure that out. They got to be right if they draft a quarterback in the first round, which is why I think they'll be too scared to do that. <laughs> and they're going to take an offensive lineman, and then they'll probably draft one in the second round. Let's go to Bulls now, fellas. Um, they had a you know great game against Charlotte on Friday night. Looked really good. And then I was pumped up for the Lakers to come to town and LeBron and and Anthony Davis. And ooh, that was that was a ugly loss. Ugly, ugly, ugly. But uh I actually I'm a surprise a lot of people. I wasn't that worried about it. Yeah, that that freaked me out. I, I wasn't worried about it. When he told me that smoke, I looked at him like, where's Ezra? What have you done with him? 
Like, I'm like, hey man, that's an alien. That ain't the real Ezra. Yeah, I I wasn't. I, I was a little frustrated watching the game, but at the same time, I was like, look, we had our chance to beat them in LA, and AD didn't play. Right. And AD played last night, and he showed why he's AD. And granted, we didn't have. I hate to say it. No, I wouldn't have made a difference. <laughs> no, 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 no. He wasn't gonna make a difference. His name, no, his name for us. Wendell Carter, Junior. <laughs> but he wouldn't have made a difference. I he would have made a difference in in this aspect. Gafford got two quick fouls, and then we went to uh, we went to Lucio. Uh, well, no, we went to Thad first. Oh, okay, okay, okay. We went to Thaddeus Young first, and then went to Feliciano. So we were, we were, we were thin at the, at probably the most important position when it comes to playing the Lakers, because that was what we exploited when he was out. Exactly. You know, so when we didn't, when we didn't have Wendell, I'm like, oh, this is gonna be tough to, for us to keep it close, because AD is about to have a field day. And he and he did, and I mean, hey, they the Lakers, like, hey, we we had our opportunity game one versus them, one point game, we got last shot, like we had our opportunity, you know, we didn't capitalize, and then this game they came out and showed who they were, and and you, hey, respect to them. <laughs> I, I knew exactly when uh, Davis had um, who was guarding him. It, it may have been Gafford. He had him in the post and then did that sort of no-look pass to LeBron. And LeBron had faked out yeah. Pat Williams and gave his monster jam. And I was like, yeah, this, it's over. It's over. <laughs> that, that was early in the first quarter. I was like, yeah, there's it's no shot. No shot tonight. And, and, and we were on the back-to-back. And, it was a back to, yeah, that's why I was saying. It was a back-to-back. What you going to We missed a ton. Of, we started out like over – like 14 from three. And we've been one of the better shooting three-point teams in the league early on. So it was a lot of things that just, hey, playing the Lakers can't happen. No, man, look, man. I, you know, this, you guys, I just – I don't understand sometimes. You know, I, I, I love and respect you fellas, but sometimes y'all just don't want to just say it. So I'm going to go ahead and say it. Basically, it's Ezra's fault. Whenever he starts thinking <laughs> that the Bulls are good, they start losing. So I need you to come in with a negative attitude. <laughs> I need you to not root for them so that they can be good and get back on the winning streak. So I blame you, man. I blame you. Yeah, they, they, won, they won three straight with me. Uh, <laughs> man. What you want from me? I, I, I want you to be a little more negative. That's what I want. <laughs> I can't. I can't. I my negativity is not going to help when LeBron and, and AD come to town. I, I need you to doubt a little more fervently than you have, you know, like you used to. <laughs> man. But, uh, but yeah, they, man, and, and AD, oh, my goodness, he's, yeah. he's phenomenal, man. He was, man, what did, what did he miss, like two shots? I, I don't know, dude. Oh, he went missing. He went. He finally went. I mean, he started off pretty good. He went fourteen for twenty-one from the field, thirty-seven points. Just, uh, but man, he he kills you inside. Mm-hmm. He can he can he can shoot the three. Man, mm-hmm. he's, he can he's take dead. you off the dribble. Man, mm-hmm. he can pass. 
<laughs> he can catch it. You see that the the uh the bomb that, that LeBron threw to him. Yeah, he can catch a pass and catch a touchdown he gave, pass. He gave the little the little uh the little Jerry Rice catch and the and and, and then jammed it in. That was man, he's He's a talent, man. It's like that line from uh, the Five Heartbeats when Big Red comes to the table. What can't you guys do? <laughs> that's, oh, that's man. indeed, man. That's just like wow. That's he's phenomenal, dude. He made it look so smooth and easy. Yeah. Like, wow, is it is it really that easy? Man, when he when he when he's like that, man, <laughs> might as well. Hey, it's about to be a long night because mm-hmm. man. That that guy there is he's he's a true special talent. Right. It's to like, be that size and to be doing what he's capable of doing. I mean, it's like him and KD are two guys that it's like, y'all ain't really supposed to be doing that. Right. Like, <laughs> yet they are. Like it's it's crazy. Yeah. Like I thought I thought LeBron being his size and doing what he does. Mm-hmm. It's LeBron's game, and got he ain't got that finesse style game like those two guys got at seven feet. Right, like that that is insane. Yeah, there, there's a there's a gracefulness, a fluidity uh, to how they and just their agility and just how they maneuver. They just it, it make they make it look effortless, as mm-hmm. opposed to somebody like Giannis, who you know is a back to back MVP, but Giannis looks like everything is just you know he has to force everything. You know, it's like it's like Man. it's. He makes it. I'm not saying he makes it look harder, but he makes it look less graceful, you know. <laughs> but the whole time, GM, he does make it look harder. This dude commits so many offensive fouls. It's like, God, Lee Giannis, yeah. relax. <laughs> like, like, dude, these people are not gonna just move out your way if they know you're gonna get yourself in trouble, like you do. Like, cause he had like four of four offensive fouls versus the Lakers. Like that's insane, Giannis. Like you gotta, you gotta figure, you gotta change that, man. Yeah, he's you can't just come. No, I was just saying he's the bull in the china shop, and like, yeah. you know, like other guys are the fine china, you know. It's <laughs> <laughs> knocking everything over. Hey, uh, Zach Levine, man, he uh, he looked good this week. Uh, could have, I mean, he could have played better against the Lakers, but I mean, they were like I said, I'm not, I'm not gonna fault the Bulls any for that Lakers loss. They were coming off a of back to back. They can have all the excuses. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna believe every one of them. Uh, <laughs> but Zach, man, Zach is is looking like the All Star that 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 he should be. Uh, talk about somebody that makes it look effortless. He's another dude. I mean, he's such, you know, he's, he's his form is so, so perfect you know it's like everything is so in rhythm and it's like there's he's like it's like everything is synergistically you know synergistically you know connected to him he's like there's a there's a there's this fluidity in how he moves and there's no herky jerkiness to it there's no it doesn't look like you know he's going to blow out a kneecap or anything it doesn't look like he's cutting hard but he just gets to where he needs to get to and it's like he's almost floating at times and it's it's amazing because you know he's an athletic guy, but he's also competing against some very athletic people too. And he still looks more athletic than them, and that's that's not easy to do. I mean, but he's just it's like man, dude. It's like I don't ever worry about him going to any deep slumps because his form is just so intact. It's like him and Clay Thompson. I have like this just great form when it comes to shooting at guys at their size. You know, 
um, that I, I just, it's just, he, he, he's just an amazing athlete to me. And yeah. being a Bulls fan that suffered since Derek has been gone, as far as just having some type of athleticism and somebody that can get to where they want to go. And it's actually enjoyable watching them get there. It's like, please don't trade this guy because I don't want to go through another 10 years of waiting for somebody else to come along who at least looks athletic that they can, you know, play the game. So uh, he, he's a joy to watch. Yeah, one thing I noticed the past, the last, so the Rockets game and the Charlotte game, they were our last two games prior to the Lakers, correct? Yeah, uh, yeah, I believe so, yeah. Yeah, so those two games prior to this Laker game, what I saw was him becoming more trusting in his teammates. And that's going to be the key for him, trusting his teammates, down stretch of games. When he's doing that, this team is going to, this team is going to, be very competitive. That Lakers game just say hey, it, it is what it is. It, we we got ran out from jump, but he's he's starting to look a, like a leader. And and I credit all that to Billy Donovan. And as he said, as Zach said, you know he's challenging him to be more than just a good basketball player. And and I and I'm seeing Zach being receptive to that. Like it's not gonna change overnight, but you can you see things here and there where it's like, okay, Zach is trying to get his teammates more involved. He's understanding game management down the stretch of games, like here and there in spurts. So it's gonna it's it's gonna be great to see the maturation of him under Billy Donovan if we don't somehow trade him. No, I don't think that's going to happen, dude. I, I really don't. And um, you're right. Everything that you said as far as Billy Donovan and challenging them, but it's also helping them. You know, I think I think you said it, or I know I heard it on NBA 2K, where I think Damian Lillard's like, be a star in your role. Mm-hmm. And I, I think you're seeing that with a lot of the players on the team, especially Temple, you know. Yes, like, yes. He is a star in his role. Yes, he is. And uh, it, it, it is it is wonderful to watch this team play because they move the ball. You know, yeah, they had a hiccup against the Lakers, but generally speaking, they've been, you know, getting over 20, 25, you know, sometimes 30 assists in a game. And they're just moving the ball, you know. And the other person that needs to get they you know what together. You 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 have a problem with Wendell Carter. I got a problem with Laurie Marketing. Man, dude, but you please stop shooting <laughs> a three-point shot as your first 12 shots. Just, do take your butt down low or take somebody off the dribble. And when you take him off the dribble, man, can you stop fading away when you get to the basket? Oh, my God. I'm like, dude, you, you lift all them weights. Why you lift all them weights? Why you got all them muscles? And you seven feet tall. I mean, he's he's like the anti-Giannis. Like, Giannis is going to run you over. This dude's going to, like, fall away from you. And, that's, and that's, sometimes it's like, dude, you know what you need to do? You need to just – you that close to the basket – you just need to yoke it and try to bring the rim down just to let them know you for real. Yeah. And, and you'd yeah. be amazed at what that does for your team, what it does for you. And so when you take those three-point shots, you're shooting it. You're stepping into your shot more confidently instead of like, man, I sure hope this one goes in. Oh, I sure hope the next one goes in. Boy, it would be nice if one of these would go in. You know what? I can't believe this one hasn't gone in yet. All right, let's give it one more try. Dude, stop. <laughs> It was all good just a week ago, man. Yeah, but that was him, you know, playing inside, then going out, you know, and, and then he could step into his shot and he's being more consistent. Do not start with your first three shots being three-pointers. You do that 40 laps. I mean, just stop. Oh, 0 for 5, 0 for 5 on Saturday night against the Lakers oh. from the three-point line. 
Oh God, it was that's brutal. not gonna do it, man. It was brutal. Not gonna do it. Um, let me let me ask you guys this: Put your thinking caps on here. Is LeBron the biggest Bulls killer of all time? Mm, that uh, I will say yes. I'm gonna say no. Why is your yes? And I'm only saying yes because he's the only one we haven't had an opportunity to beat. He beat us. What you, we talked about when Derrick Rose was in his in no, his we never, day. We never MVP. We talking about the first year we lost to him MVP season. The next year Derrick Rose tore his ACL. I think that would have been our best chance at beating him. Uh, but Derrick Rose tore his ACL, so that didn't happen. Uh, n- next times we played him after that, I don't think we had really a team that could beat them. So only reason I say yes is because if I look back at like Detroit, we got over that hump. LeBron, we haven't had the opportunity to beat outside of that first year, the Derrick Rose MVP year, I say. So I, it's it's a tough, it's a tough, it's a tough one. It could easily be no. I'm interested to hear what GM is going to say. Well, let, let me ask you this, because you say Bulls killer. So are you just limiting that to playoff games, or you mean no, just no, as no, far no, as no, matchups? Just, just as far as matchups. No. no. In, in, well, in, well, no, it can't be. It can't be. Because no, we actually – we yeah. probably have a better record versus him in regular season. Yeah, because here's the thing. I, and I was just looking at recently, you know, that MVP year, we, we swept them in the regular yep. season. You know, and, you know, there were some good games and we were giving them smoke. You know, they were having a hard time dealing with us. Not necessarily, not necessarily, I'm not talking about team. I'm talking about just as an individual. Individual player. So, man, there there may have been times where we beat them or we beat his team, but he gave it to us. Uh, I, I, I mean, I hear what you're saying, but I still say no because we've done things to like foil him and his plan, his diabolical plans. Uh, I mean, there was that time Miami was on that stretch of winning streaks or winning games or whatever it was, and they came to Chicago. So I think it was one of those years. It was, it was that time when uh, LeBron was uh, jocking. Um, uh, what's our hockey guy? Uh, best hockey player? Pat uh, Kane. Yeah, like. Okay. like, like like Patrick Kang and LeBron had this love fest and LeBron came into Chicago and they were like on a 20 some odd winning streak or whatever it was. And Chicago gave him the business, you know, and I didn't even know if we were, even if we were a playoff team that year. So there are times where we've kind of foiled his diabolical plans too. So I, I don't think he's like the biggest bulls killer, but the question is if he's not, then who is? Yeah. And, that's, and that's what I'm trying to figure out. Like yeah, that's, that's and one player. I would say Isaiah, Isaiah, to me, especially, Isaiah you know, would, would probably be up there. Yeah, and see, and the reason I would say that a lot of people won't say Isaiah is because the lasting image is the Bulls sweeping them in the playoffs, and I think that's the one ish, the one thing we don't have against LeBron is us getting over that proverbial hump to get past him, but we didn't have the team like. Like 
the Bulls in that time versus Detroit. Like, so I, that's why I say I could, I'm saying yes because it's more recent. It's more or less like recency bias. But if you look at what what was more on the line for those Bulls teams back in the day, I'm probably going to have to lean towards probably Isaiah. Because we lost to them, what, twice in the conference finals? Yep. Yeah. That's twice in the conference finals and beat them the third time. Three years. We three only years. we and we actually lost to them. Right, we lost to them in the second round. In the second round, the fight. So, yeah. so it, it it probably have to be Isaiah. If you ask Isaiah, he'll tell you check the record. <laughs> he'll say check my yeah, record. It had to be Isaiah, just because those Bulls teams were were championship caliber teams. Well, don't forget too, they're in our division, so we played them a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think LeBron, because he's played for such a long time, but you know, being in LA, we don't play him as, as often. And he, outside, once he left Cleveland, he wasn't in the same division. So that was like one or two games less a year that we would play him as well. Um, I just think Isaiah and them gave us a business more. And like you say, I think sometimes it's because of what people more recently remember. So that being the case, Isaiah probably falls from people's memory in everything that you said, Smoke. But in my opinion, being an old head, being you know it's the same age as Brady, seventy five. Okay, outside, outside of <laughs> outside of outside of Isaiah, who else would it be? Uh, it would it would be LeBron. Yeah, because it, it, it would have to I be just, him. I just and maybe it maybe it is because you know it's recent memory now. But I swear, every time he comes to the UC, actually, you know who it is. Who? No, f- forget that. I tell you who it is. It's not. It's neither one of those guys. Who is it? But it is a a, 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 a Chicago area native. Who you got? D Wade is the biggest bull killer. No, no, no. Dude, no. he would always give us the business. No, I don't agree with that. And then when he came here, because he did us wrong and gave us a business. He got yeah. to kill the team from within. <laughs> so, so D-Way is the biggest bull killer in my opinion. Uh, I, I, can, I can say this. I can remember that game in Miami when the Bulls had the chance to win and he hit a buzzer beat, I believe, on mm-hmm. us. And he jumped mm-hmm. on the counter saying, this is my house. Mm-hmm. One thing I can say, LeBron, I, I, I can't – it's no virtuosos that I can just flat out remember of him beating the Bulls. I mean, they will beat us. His teams were always better, but, I mean, his oh, numbers he had, were he had, always. He had the buzzer beater. Right, uh, in the playoffs. In the playoffs, he did. Yeah. He did. He did. But it's like, I just can't remember, like, out. he didn't have one of those 50-point games versus us or, like, one of them memorable triple-double games versus us. Yeah, the 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 shot. Yeah, I give you that. But it was, it's like, man, for him to play us for so many times, it's not like one memorable moment. Like, well, that's a moment that shot, but one memorable performance that I can run to and say, man, remember when LeBron did this, 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 and that to us? Like, scored thirty eight, fifteen assists, twelve rebounds. Like, it's like. Now that you brought that up, it's like, damn, what was one of those moments? And he played the Bulls for seven years, if that within the same division. But it's like, man, I can't think of none. Yeah, I just, I'm sorry. I just, when, you know, while watching that game last night, I, I, I had some flashbacks 
And man, I just, man, some of those dunks just brought back memories. I was like, man, this dude is terrorizing us and it's karma. This, this <laughs> Jordan and, and, and the Cavs, man, this is karma right here. That's just how I felt. Maybe I'm wrong. I just, man, there was a little, little PTSD, uh, PTSD there. <laughs> last night, I I, w- I wish we would have been able to see LeBron in Cleveland when we were good. It's meaning his first stint in Cleveland. Had he never went to Miami, when Derrick Rose became MVP, I wish we would have seen him then. That's one of my like one of my wishes to have seen him then because his team was always sixty plus wins. They just couldn't get over the hump of Boston or Orlando. But like I wish we could have seen that team, them them Cleveland teams. But hey, wishful thinking. Uh, we'd be remiss if we didn't mention uh, the passing of Hank Aaron. Um, he passed uh, Friday at the age of eighty six, and there's just no no way else to say it. He man, just a great man. Um, arguably the greatest baseball player of all time and you know what he had to endure um um during his his home run chase just is unbelievable and 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 you know he he you know accomplished the feat and you know didn't let let any of the uh the negativity uh that was going on affect him and man just just man just a powerful guy man so uh we want to definitely send our condolences out uh, to his family, uh, I wish I would have had the opportunity to to actually see him play. Uh, I don't know, right. were you are you old enough to? Nope, I wasn't. And, and even if he, I, I wouldn't have remembered. I was more of a football kid growing up. I didn't, baseball was like a little too slow for me, and I I didn't get everything at first. I just needed something of a little more action for me as a kid. I didn't really start appreciating baseball until I got older. So no, I I don't recall him. And I think the Maybe like the 77 – actually, the Big Red Machine is what I kind of remember, you know, baseball. And I can really remember like the Big Red Machine and, and, and the Reds, Red Sox playing the Reds, you know, in the World Series. And and, and uh, Fisk kind of, you know, wishing, you know, to stay fair. You know, I, mm-hmm. I, I kind of remember that. But anything before that, nah. I, re- <laughs> I remember, um, I guess, around like the fourth or fifth grade. Uh, I got really heavy into baseball cards and, mm-hmm. you know, collecting cards and uh, got into, stati- you know, memorizing the statistics on the back of the baseball cards and all that. And then I remember getting, um, remember the cereal, cereals used to have, you know, the Legends baseball cards in them. Yeah. And, <laughs> right. Uh, you know, I got a, you know, a Hank Aaron card, and a Babe Ruth, and Willie Mays, and I I remember looking at at the back of Hank Aaron's uh, baseball card. Like I said, I'm in probably in like the fifth grade, ten, eleven years old, and looking at those statistics, like, oh my, this is unbelievable. And just and at first it was just you know just the number of home runs, right? You look at the total, and you see seven fifty five, and you find okay, he's the he's the home run king. You know, he has the most home runs in history. But then the thing that stood out to me, he never hit 50 home runs. Never hit over right. hit 50. But it was the consistency. It was like, wait, but how did he get 755? And then you right. just look, the consistency was there, man. He hit, you know, 30 to 40 every year. And that's and that's how you get there, man. Uh, yeah. go ahead, go ahead. 
Uh, like you just got like he was a twenty five time All Star. <laughs> crazy man, that's <laughs> crazy. Twenty five time All Star. Wow, and he only has one MVP award. Yeah, really. Yeah. That's yeah. insane. Yeah. That that's just really. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Only one MVP award. Was he like a designated hitter or something? No, he played in the National oh, League. So. Yeah, he was in the National League. He did just, be- he speaks to the times. <laughs> I think as he, I, I, mean, he got I, don't, I don't I don't know if that's I don't know if that's it because Willie Banks, Mays, Banks Mays. won Banks won uh, during that era. Right. Uh, Willie Mays had some. Did uh, the other Cub win one too? Frank Robinson. Didn't the Cub the other Cub win one uh, during that time? Oh, Billy Williams. Billy Williams. I don't know if he yeah. won MVP. Okay. But. Um, no, it was it was it wasn't that smoke. Well, I don't think it was that. I think it was I think it was the fact that his he just had the consistency, right? Unspectacular. Right, 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 right. It was yeah. the consistency, and you may have had guys, you know, that hit more home runs and had more RBIs that season. But I mean, you know, he he hit his forty home runs and drive in a hundred runs, and that was you know. Man. That's what he did, you know. And he maybe became a—he might have become a victim of his own success, so to speak. Well, that's what he always does. He didn't do anything yeah. special. Yeah. Right. 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 Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. I mean, he only had one World Series championship as well in that same season that he was MVP. So, I mean, yeah, that all. Yeah, he was just a consistent guy. So. Yeah. 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 I mean. Yeah. But yeah, man, definitely lost, man, all time great. Could should go down in many eyes as the goat. Mm-hmm. I mean, the numbers, the numbers can't be denied. That's the beautiful thing about baseball. This that game is all about numbers, man. Yeah, yeah. Like that game is all about numbers, and you cannot deny the numbers that this guy put up. And to go through what he had to go through. In his playing days, as he approached the mythical Babe Ruth's record in the South, like I said, mythical because I don't think I don't think that guy's real. I'm I'm on record saying that. Uh, (laughs) Wait, 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 wait. You don't think he's real? I don't think he's real. No, there's video proof of him. (laughs) Man, I think that was they made that up. (laughs) <laughs> that's, 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 just, that's just how I feel. <laughs> I've told many people this. I don't. I don't believe in them. I don't believe in them. I, I think it's a ploy. Oh, to, the call. The to, call shot didn't happen. It didn't happen. It didn't happen. All right. It didn't happen. That's just. That's just me. It don't you don't have to. You don't have to stand on my side. You know, I'm, kinda, no, I'm not I'm, on your side. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of I'm like Kyrie with the Earth is flat right now. I'll right? be ready to go there. I'll be like, right. right. ground. Right. So I'm kind of like that right now. You know, I have a lot of people coming to me about my feelings there, but hey, they're my feelings there. I don't believe the guy ever existed. But hey, it's neither here nor there. But the the. The threats this man received as he approached that record, right, and and still able to go out there and be a professional and and still perform at a high level, man, it's, it's, it's man, it's, it's something that that we need to you know really appreciate, appreciate for real, 
right. and by us, I'll go with you on that. By us, I think these athletes today, because they getting all bent out of shape over a tweet. Like, are you yeah. out of your mind, man? A tweet? Yeah. You tripping on a tweet? We ain't talking about somebody in your face. You talking about a tweet? <laughs> Come on, a tweet. Somebody behind a phone, a keyboard, computer screen. This man was dealing with real life threats, not yeah. knowing if he gonna leave the park. You know, without some bull crap happening, or when he hit that home run that time, and all them fans Ran rushed out. the field, man, that was that's a. Even to this day, watching that image, I get chills because it's like knowing what he was going through at that time. Like you know what's about to happen, but you still get worried, right? Like that's that's the time he was playing. What was, what, what was going through his head at that moment? Exactly, like. Like what's going through his mind? What's going through his family mind that they watching this? Like that's scary. And this guy, man, just was the the true professional, and he just continued to go out there and be solid, be consistent, and and now he's he's arguably the greatest baseball player to ever live. You know, I mean, I can't I can't dispute with anyone who feel that way. Although I don't. But, I mean, I wouldn't argue against anyone saying Hank Aaron, ever. He's in, he's in that sentence that I would say he's he's one of, you know. Yeah. He's one of. He won, man. You, you know, we talk about, you know, you know, baseball is all about numbers. Um, you all, you think of him, obviously, as a power hitter. But here's a guy that won, let's see, won two batting titles. Mm-hmm. All right. In 50, look at this. In 59. He hit 355, 39 homers, 123 runs batted in. <laughs> and he finished third in MVP <laughs> to, oh. to Ernie Banks. <laughs> Dang. Wow. All right, that's bad. Hey, hey, year, man. hey man, and, and the beautiful thing about that time, though, look who he lost to at MVP. Yeah, yeah. He lost to another black man. That black we we were playing the game of baseball then. We 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 don't see that much now, you know. And that's that's another thing back then. Them guys, them guys really was the show. And you know, and nowadays we have a hard time getting there, you know. So it's just a lot to take from from his legacy, Ernie Banks' legacy, and. You know, all those guys, you know, from that time and the things they were going through to make this, to to show their keep yeah, in the game. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, and, and they they exceeded expectations to the fullest to, you know, be labeled as some of the greatest players to ever play this game. Like, it's, man, we, we, we lost, we lost a legend, man. It's, you know, like I coach, I coach youth baseball and, Major League Baseball does a lot of things nowadays uh, catered around young people of color in the game of baseball. And a lot of my uh, guys that I've coached have had the opportunity to actually meet Ernie Banks at some, uh, I mean, Ernie Banks, I'm sorry, Uh, Hank Aaron at some, uh, at some events that Major League Baseball has held down in Atlanta and stuff like that. So, you know, it's, you know, it's great to see like a lot of the young kids, you know, I'm seeing through social media, like posting, 
you know, rest in peace, Hank Aaron. And and those kids that I know, know who he is and not just saying it because it's a popular thing to say because everyone is saying it, but like to know that it's young guys who play the game of baseball and actually know the history yeah, they, of the game. They, they understand who he is. Yeah, you know, that that's that's big. That's man. I would you know if I if I had the chance to meet him, I don't I don't know what I would have said. I, I think I just would have <laughs> I would have been in shock, man. Man. That, that's you know that's how much, you know, you know, growing up, you that that's one of those guys those 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 guys that you just would have been in awe of. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, yeah, definitely, you know, rest in peace, uh, to Hank Aaron. Um yeah, it's man. That just that really man when I when I got the news on Friday that 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 took me back man I was I was I was really hurt um, by that. All right, let's um, let's go to picks. And um, I was back to normal. <laughs> <laughs> the world is 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 correct again, and I was one and two. Uh, Glenn, you went. The first tie, the first push, I should say. You went two on one. There we go. In your pick. Not bad. And Smoke, you went a cool two on one. Um, Smoke, you're 17 and 13. Glenn, you're now 14, 15 and one. Woo! And I'm, of course, bringing up the rear at 12 and 17. Yeah, that's so close. That sounds great. <laughs> All right, so I guess I, I got to go first again, as usual. And, um, I'm going to start with some college basketball. I'm going to go uh, – I'm going to take Syracuse. They are plus six and a half. They're getting six and a half from Virginia. thought about that one. I'm going to take that. Um, well, who knew they, they create lines for HBCUs? Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> I, 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 I'm looking at them. I, I, man, I, I just looked at them. I'm sorry. I, that, man. Who knew? Um, I'm going to take my – I'm going to take Brooklyn. Uh, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. I'm going to take Miami. Um, they're getting seven and a half um, from Brooklyn. So I'm going to take the Heat. And um, I'm going to take Portland. They are six and a half favorites over or actually five and a half favorites over Oklahoma City. Yeah. So uh Syracuse, Heat, Miami Heat, and the Portland Trailblazers. Glenn, what you got? Uh well I'm gonna take UNC Greensboro because that's where my nephew coached at before he went to uh Middle Tennessee State. So I'm gonna take them plus five. I know those guys like to fight. Um I'm going – you messed me up. Now, I, you know, I, I have a loss now because you picked Miami. I picked Miami. So, you know, but I, it's too late for me to change now. I'm committed to my pick. So, I'm going to take the Miami Miami Heat plus seven and a half, dubiously. <laughs> and I'm going to take the Lakers because I just saw them whoop up on us. And I, I think the Cleveland's feeling themselves because they've been beating up on, on Brooklyn. So, I think mm-hmm. the Lakers – I think the Lakers going to go in there and teach them a little something, something or the other. And AD, AD got right by playing us, so the Lakers are minus 10 and a half. Yeah, you saw what them Cavs, them Celtics put it on their ass today. <laughs> they definitely got humbled real quick. 
<laughs> uh, it's on me. You got yep. it. Yep, I'm taking that Lakers game as well. Uh, they are minus ten on mine. Is that what you had to? I got ten and, ten and a half. Ten and a half. Okay, that's cool. Yep, ten and a half. I'm taking that one, and I am going to take. I am going to take Brooklyn at minus seven and a half on Miami. And then I'm going to go college. I am going to go HBCU. Oh. And I am going to go Southern at a minus eight over Alabama State. That sounds like insider trading. You know some stuff. (laughs) I'm just taking a chance. <laughs> I would never bet on HBCU basketball. <laughs> well, I, I've seen it. Typically, the teams that are no, it's are straight. It's, it's good. It's, it's parody, man. There, there, there's just too much parody in HBCU basketball, man. Any anyone can win or lose on a given night. In the swag, you typically have. Like Texas Southern is a 23 and a half point favorite over uh Mississippi Valley. I was gonna take that one. Is Mike Davis still there? I I I'm not sure, but Texas Southern is typically really good. Like, especially since he's been there. They just have never been eligible for the tournament because he was getting a lot of transfers <laughs> from big time schools. <laughs> and they could never compete in postseason play, but but like Texas Southern, Southern Jackson State, those teams are typically pretty consistent. You know, year after year, Grambling has been good the past couple of years, but not. Well, later, we got we got HBCU football coming pretty soon, so yeah, yeah, for that. Hey, fellas, that's going to do it for this week's edition of the Easy Smoke in the GM Podcast. Please subscribe, listen. And uh, rate our podcast. Let us know what you think. You can find our podcast at Apple Podcasts, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon, or wherever you find all your favorite podcasts. Uh, You can also find us at hp53productions.com. We've got a link to our podcast and a few others that that the guys over there produce. So uh, definitely take a listen, see what you think. Thank you all for listening. We really appreciate it. And uh, Glenn, you can take us out. Hey, man, like I told my coworker Corby, I ain't saying we're right. I just don't think we're wrong. We'll see you next week. Go Pack Go. Home, that is. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs>